Hello, and welcome to Hell Ain't Complicated, a supernatural fan cast. <laughs> I'm Claire, and with me is my friend Bo again. Hi, Bo. It's me. So, how is it going? <sighs> well, a lot sure has happened since we last sat down and like talked together. Um, a, yeah. the finale came out, so... I should say we're recording Wednesday the 25th. <laughs> so like if any other supernatural news comes out, we don't quite know about it except, you know, the thing that happened last night. <laughs> Time stamping this right now so you can't hold too much yeah. against us. <laughs> yeah. Like a like a real news podcast. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the Spanish dub having Dean also admit he has feelings for Cass. I can't. That is like uh, like I heard whispers of it last night, and <laughs> I think a few other people were like this too. I saw other few supernatural blogs that were like, "Yeah, in the Spanish dub, Dean says it too," and we were all like, "Eh, yeah, but it's a Spanish dub." But then I wake up this morning, everyone's like, "Oh my god, he said it too in Espanol." <laughs> See, I hadn't heard anything like that, so I wake up and suddenly like everything's on fire, and I'm like, "What? What's happened?" Can somebody please tell me what's going on? I've been sort of following like all the conspiracy theories and shit mm-hmm. that have been going on as if we didn't fucking learn from Sarah's, <laughs> Sarah Zed's uh, Sherlock video. Like we literally are all like, haha, stupid Sherlock fans. We had a bunch of whack jobs. And then a week later, we're like going full Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> See, that is where I kind of draw the line. I do not follow like, extracurricular let's just call it that like because you know what i just don't have the energy i've also always been kind of a more death of the author kind of person where it's like i am going to watch the show or read the book and you know what if it wasn't in the actual thing the piece of media that i'm enjoying i'm not really going to take it into account like i i it's great. I love all the actors. They're cool, whatever. But I don't give a shit what they or the writers think. I give a <laughs> shit what's actually been put in the show. Like, respect you all. But if it's not actually shown, I'm not going to be accounting for it. So <laughs> I keep the media I enjoy separate from the writers, authors, actors, and all of that. <laughs> That is completely that. See, the thing, we've kind of had this conversation before where, like, I love mystery. I like to keep things vague. I find it so sexy when, like, are, is this cryptid real or not? It's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> cool. Let's keep it that way. How about? And we've, like, talked about in Magnus Archives turns. You're, like, an avatar of the eye. Like, you, you like to know everything. But in this case, we're kind of the exact opposites. I need to know everything. I need to know every <laughs> single tweet the actors have said. I need to know what the writers have said. I need to know fucking every single detail. Where is Jensen Hackles' <laughs> recording of the scene? I need every single detail now. <laughs> no, I completely understand that. And I, like, I... I don't necessarily think it's not a valid take or a valid way to interpret media, but it's also just like, if I could pick up a book that was written a hundred years ago and just based off of that, like read it and like, this is my interpretation. I don't have to like, like, I'm not going to be able to find much commentary from authors and stuff in that situation. Like, I just don't want to, I don't have the energy for anything like that. I also think I think specifically in Supernatural, it also works very well because they've always been kind of a a more meta show. At least they have little hints here and there about it. And the entire last season, from my understanding, because I'm I'm only about halfway through season 12 now, I have caught up. Also, And we will get there. (laughs) A few things that I wanted to mention that we talked about last time that (laughs) that I wanted to revisit now that I've watched two more seasons. But I think it's really appropriate to approach Supernatural more of a death of the author kind of way because they literally kill the author of their story in the second, in the penultimate episode. That was the whole point. They killed God, Chuck, and replaced him with Jack so that everybody is now truly the um, masters of their own destiny now. They actually have, like, they've always had free will, but they never were actually completely in control of their fate so i think i think that's 
that's more of an appropriate way to to approach it as well. <laughs> yeah, some people have actually like said like the whole point of this season was like free will and death of the author, literal and yeah. textual and all that. And like it's kind of happening in real life. We're kind of like the CW's version of it is fucking fake. We don't believe it. This is the real the original version through the Spanish dub is the real version. It's <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. What's your stance on the Spanish dub being canon? Because, like, I feel like I've been in other fandoms where we had a translation that changed the game, but, mm -hmm. you know, with a grain of salt. But, I mean, everyone's kind of just like, nope, this is it. I'm done playing. I think there's, like, kind of a bit of, like, a need for closure that's, like, yeah. let's just take this and move on with our lives. I mean, to be fair, there isn't really much room for... uh misunderstanding in the uh in the translation from spanish it's pretty explicitly stated but i think again it's not necessarily going outside of the media to be like this is helping my interpretation because <sighs> i don't necessarily think either of them is specifically like this is the canon the other one's nonsense you know both of them are canon <laughs> one of them is canon in the spanish version though you know and i again that's where i do think it does get a little bit dicey because if you try to compare the two like side by side that's when you're like well what what were the author's intentions is the author dead do i care am i going to resurrect the author just so that i can get some closure for this <laughs> one bit and you know if you feel like that's what you gotta do that's what you gotta do I mean, in general, I, like I mentioned, approach media from a kind of death of the author perspective, just because I'm too lazy not to. But I think when it does come to, like, specifically LGBT narratives, in order to get any kind of closure, you kind of, you have to, you have to keep the author alive a little bit, just because censorship will play a lot of the role. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying that's necessarily what I think is going on here. That may be what some of the conspiracy theories think. I don't know. I think that is a but, good point, though. Just like... <laughs> I feel like there's a bit of a war right now where it's like, you know, shippers having fun and then LGBT people genuinely wanting represent representation. And like the two kind of, it's very hard to like find the line between the two. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some people are more on one side than the other. But like, I just think it's kind of difficult because it's like, I do want bisexual Dean for fucking real. Mm -hmm. I want that so bad. But I think for some people want it for one reason more than the other. Yeah. And I think confusing the two might get a little dangerous, but also we fucking deserve it. Yeah. Well, there comes a part where you care about these characters so much. To me, shipping has always been, of course, fun, but it's also been I care about these characters and I genuinely think that I, I, I don't typically ship things that are canon because I'm always shipping lgbt ships because i'm like i care about them i identify with them and i think they would be happy like this that's kind of the reason <laughs> i do it <laughs> but honestly i never in my wildest dreams expected that they would in any way shape or form make any of the character main characters lgbt so when i when they like had castile confess his his love in the 18th episode i was like what I, I was not expecting <laughs> that. I was like, okay, so Dean's straight and not in love with him, and Castiel died with a broken heart, but still very happy, whatever. And then I was like, I was not ever expecting that to happen. Uh, that was one yeah. of the reasons why I kind of felt a little betrayed, because I was I was like, you, you're doing this in a way made to hurt me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then kind of getting that they were going to, um, at some point in the thought process, it's going to be like, we're going to let Dean love him back. Like, hello? Oh, okay. That's what, okay. So two of them are LGBT now. Okay. And I <laughs> don't forget he, they, Sam. What is we'll that get there when we get about? there. I, I, yeah. Let's come back to that later. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Ugh, caught me one of them he, they's. But yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? But. Even if they had allowed any of them to be LGBT and not be in a relationship, because, like, 
I was there in the trenches watching Supernatural for years. I know why people thought Dean was bisexual, and I agreed. <laughs> like, oh yeah, even if he never, ever, ever even looked at Cass in a romantic light, I was there for bisexual Dean. I wanted that so bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of feels like absolutely bisexual Dean writes forever, but it also <laughs> feels like a little bit because it's Cass who is an angel and doesn't technically have a gender, sort of, even though they haven't really explored that. But, like, it is kind of, like, the average viewer is not going to see Dean as bisexual. I mean, like, average cishet straight viewer is probably not going to see Dean as bisexual. Mm -hmm. And having Dean like him back probably seems more of a blindside than to the rest. I don't know. It's, you know, I've been mm -hmm. in Supernatural so fucking long. I'm so brain rotted by it. <laughs> so like, I don't fucking know. I'm fucking been on the internet for way too long. Maybe I can interview my mom and see what the hell she thinks. But I'm also just like, mom, isn't it great that this happened? She's like, absolutely. Gay <laughs> rights. And I'm like, yay, mom, you're the best. Oh my gosh. See, I am just so angry and bitter that I will not accept anything less than something that is made pretty explicit as confirmation. So, mm -hmm. like, to me, nothing about that scene felt like he was saying I love you as a friend. Because he said that to them before. He has. Yeah. And you knew that that's what it, what it was intended to be. But that... It was a confession, and everyone yeah. is treating it as such. I, it didn't feel like it was a cop-out, Yeah, but I feel like people who are interpreting it as straight, it's just that kind of straight person who just does not get it. It's pretty plain to see that it was intended romantically. Also, I may be crazy, because yeah. I've I've literally mm. in my brain always pronounced it DSTL because his name is Dean. It's not Des. Like, so, yeah. Oh, but, that's fair. I've actually never heard that. So I'm going to say it like that. And I may sound like a crazy person. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but I feel like I'm right. <laughs> I think it, it's a made up stupid word anyway. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, just like mashing two people's names together is just like so cringy. And I mean, I've always felt stupid for saying DSTL, but like. Uh, I, you know what? I'll I'll live with it. I don't fuck it. I mean, there's also just saying Dean Cass, but without the space, just very fast. Dean Cass, Dean Cass, Dean Cass, Dean Cass. Honestly, I feel like mashing two people's names together, as long as it doesn't make a really really weird one, is probably one of the more preferable ways of like saying a ship name. Because I've seen like some really weird ones where it's like an entire phrase or it's like a cutesy little word that has like nothing to do with the actual like characters names themselves so you'll be mm -hmm. like you you would have to know conceptually like more about the characters to understand and i'm like look if you are in a conversation with somebody who is like in fandom and knows the names of the characters they should be able to glean who you are shipping without knowing yeah. everything about the show i feel DSTL does that pretty well, but Dean Cass yeah. also does because it just states both of their names. That's true. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it really depends on like the company. <laughs> that was like a really funny thing in the um, Steven Universe fandom. It's like, do we mash their names together or do we use their fusion names? Huh. Tricky situation. <laughs> Especially like Garnet is like Rube Fire for specifically Ruby and Sapphire, but like. <laughs> It's Garnet. It's like, which which one do we pick? Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> which I thought was, like, such a sweet little... That's funny. Like, little argument. But it's it really cute. It's really funny. But, God. So, I was just I was just thinking about that all day, about how, like, the intent of the, of the writers and how much that's pissing me off. Like... Yeah. Because it seems like, if you think about it... It, it seems like the most likely thing that happened is they wrote and shot the scene intending to have Dean confirm that his love is requited. And then at if the I last may, minute, the, mm -hmm. the uh, evidence we have of that is that Jensen recorded the entire scene on mm -hmm. his phone. There was one post on something that was like, this is the modern day Watergate tape. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> and then, like, two, the Spanish dub is based on an earlier version of the script, which means that he says it back. And it's so weird. Like, it's, like, half 
yeah, we're doing the fucking Sherlock, John Locke conspiracy theory again. But also, on the other hand, it's like everybody in Supernatural, we've been screwed over Mm -hmm. for 15 years. We've had to deal with the writers either hating us or loving us or switching back and forth between the two. And it's like we truly can't figure out the Mm -hmm. truth. So within a day, people switch from like the writers are shit and I hate all of them to the writers did the best (laughs) they could fuck the network itself. And it's like, oh my God, this is, it's so complicated. So I think that's why a lot of people saw this news about the dub and were just like, that's it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. This is canon. I'm done talking about it. I just want to live in this space. I'm I'm good. It's like the closest we got to closure, like I said kind of earlier. Yeah, and so that's why, like, to me, like, someone who's not really following, like, all the conspiracy and stuff is, it, mm. it just feels like, for whatever reason, decided that this is going to be a requited, like, love story, then the last minute they changed their minds and they just didn't yeah. do it well because they forgot to fix the dub. That's what it felt like to me. And that felt like an even bigger slap across the face. Like, yeah, I don't know if I would genuinely prefer none of this to be happening and they just continued to like ignore it until the, the show ended. Because at least then I would know peace. But mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like the world's worst consolation prize. I just I feel so. Yeah, I feel so angry. I'm tired. I shouldn't have expected any better. But it's yeah. it's like it hurts me in such a specific way. Because that means the again, this is something that didn't quite make sense to me. That Cass's happiness, his moment of true happiness was confessing his unrequited love. And mm-hmm. like, why why would that in and of itself bring you happy? I mean, like, I understand actually speaking your truth and how powerful that can be like hello (laughs) i also see all of these jokes about how um jack brought Cass out of the um out of the empty and he just avoided dean (laughs) because he's like i was not (laughs) expecting to deal with the consequences of my actions shit and but let's be real that's that's not the kind of person Cass was. He's always, he's made some bad decisions, some really yeah. fucking terrible decisions, but he has <laughs> no, always <laughs> stood in his truth and owned up because like above all, yeah. he he is still, I mean, he's very dutiful. Like that is mm-hmm. one part of him that will never be erased. Like one part of him that carried over to becoming more human, even still being an angel. He isn't, he has a sense of duty and he has a sense of right and wrong and he is willing to accept the consequences of his actions has always been he's just a dumbass who continues to make dumb decisions regardless and yeah. i like king <laughs> respect him for that but for real i have made it clear on this podcast that i stand every single one of castiel's <laughs> decisions with <laughs> with no prejudice he is never wrong ever and i love him and so, like, as funny as that is, like, he genuinely did it because he believed that that would be what brings on the empty. And, like, that's what he had to do to, like, speak his truth about his feelings for Dean. And I'm just, I just, I don't understand how that could bring you true happiness, though. It it, it sure is an emotion. It's a feeling. But, mm-hmm. and so I think it makes a lot more sense. Like, when I watch the Spanish dub, it, the empty came right after. Because that's where yeah. Dean says, don't do this. I'm pretty sure that's what he said in English. Yeah, he, he says... Of, yeah, like, Dean is saying, no, don't do this. It's like, oh, obviously, he does not want his best friend or person, mm. man, he's in love with to, of course, be spirited away to the empty for eternity. But so that's where he says, and I, you, in, in Spanish. And immediately after, yeah. that's where the empty comes in. And I'm like, that makes a whole lot of a whole lot more sense. Like, shoot yeah. you to true happiness where you are not expecting in any way the yeah. person that you're telling, look, I'm in love with you, to in any universe love you back. And then they do. Like, that That would shoot you to Nirvana. And then, it, then he gets got by the empty, you know? That's some shit. Like, not to... <laughs> I knock on the writer so much, but if I saw that shit in a fanfic, I would lose my fucking shit. I would never forget about it. And they actually did that in canon, sort of, which is like, holy shit. What? If you think about it, just you just kind of start losing your mind. <laughs> I think that's where we're all at. Yeah. And it's just, oh, God, I just, it hurt me so bad. 
It hurt me so bad, Claire. I know. Just, oh my god. Just Like, this has always been, like, my OTP of all OTPs. Mm-hmm. But it's been, like, five-ish, six years since, like, I last thought about it. And just this whole kind of <laughs> reboot of the Phantom is just like, fuck. This pairing is so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Like, you can put any trope in there and it would fit <laughs> and it's like i oh my god i am just like losing my mind like thinking about how much i love it again and just i have like mo- more coherent thoughts somewhere but just oh god okay let's just talk about how in love they are just oh my god <laughs> i just can't get over i think about the crip scene every goddamn day of my fucking life <laughs> fucking cast killed hundreds mm-hmm. if not thousands of copies of dean completely like just a mindless killing machine literally and because naomi god we stand i love naomi she's literally my favorite female character which is kind of insane to think about because she's literally like gay conversion therapy oh my god i mean she kind of is and i love her so i we stand a homophobic queen (laughs) do you think naomi (laughs) effectively (laughs) utilized girl power <laughs> Girl boss. Girl <laughs> <sighs> boss Naomi. I love her so much. Brainwashing Castiel into murdering the love of his life. Yeah, they. She does that, and then she's like, "Cast, go do it," and he's like, "Yes, queen." <laughs> and he goes, and he's like with Dean, and they fucking get like the tablet of metatron or whatever the fuck i don't fucking There's i don't angel care the i watched tablet the- i don't remember which yeah one this i watched that about. scene a thousand times i don't fucking care what happens because what's what fucking matters is that Cass is like give me the tablet dean and dean's like no bitch <laughs> and Cass just beats the shit out of him which sucks <laughs> and then dean is like don't do this Cass. i know you you never do this you're my family you met i care about you and i love and like i think they literally Here's another conspiracy theory is that the fandom kind of find out that Dean said I love you somewhere in there. I'm not sure how verified. I think that I would guess like 70% verified, but like I love you was possibly in there. And then Cass just drops his fucking sword and just, and Dean is like, oh shit. Oh shit. Cass isn't, I got through to him. And it's just like, I lose my mind every Mm -hmm. goddamn motherfucking time. Every time I think about that scene, I lose my shit. Can you imagine watching that and being like, yeah, they're just friends, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just that is. Yeah, no, no, that's pretty intense. And that's one of the scenes that look, that's like one Mm. of the DCL Mm -hmm. scenes. Let's be real. I can't believe that's some fanfic shit. 30 minutes in and we've only talked about DCL shit. But that's, I mean, that's, you know, it's the week of that. (laughs) Destel visibility week. (laughs) One of the things I actually wanted to kind of like come back to um, that we kind of discussed last week was like Dean's evolution and how um, like it doesn't seem in the, in the later seasons that he's quite as full of love. And, you know, I would like to, I would like to retract that statement. So I don't think that has actually changed about Dean. He's definitely become more hardened, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. he was forced to become a killing machine three times. Like, if I had yeah. a nickel for every time he had to become a killing, a, brain, <laughs> a mindless killing machine, more or less, I'd have three nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened more than once, you know? <laughs> Are you including his dad in that? I'm not. That would be four if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah, you have four nickels now. Congrats. <laughs> four nickels. Yay, I'm rich. But <laughs> anyways, as I was watching, because like I mentioned, I'm, I'm halfway through season 12. I've realized, no, he's still just as as loving. It's just he's hurt. And I, I, yeah. I'm a little bit upset with myself like maybe this is just the, the Dean girl, the 15 year old Dean girl in me coming out. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's just a raw, open wound. That's He's a walking, yeah. talking wound right now. That's why he's such an asshole. But he's still, he still loves his family so much. Um, and I think yeah. when that really hit me was when, okay, so 
a lot, a lot of fuck shit has happened from the end of season 10 last time we talked to midway through mm-hmm. season 12. <laughs> and in one of the episodes I recently watched, basically they make a deal with this Reaper, Billy, to, um, they're being kept in yeah. this like off the grid prison because they tried to assassinate the president because he was possessed by Lucifer. So like, you know, normal supernatural stuff. <laughs> They didn't try to actually assassinate him. They they just wanted to exercise him, but like the Secret Service doesn't know that. They think they he tried to kill the president. Anyway, I mean, you know what? It's 2020. I would absolutely believe that Trump is a fucking demon. Oh my god. Anyway, so in order to break out, the only thing, the only way that they can think of is to make a deal with this Reaper to kill them so that they are mm-hmm. taken from their cells and into like the morgue part and then bring them back to life. And then at the end of the day, at like 12 a.m. the next morning, one of the Winchesters has to die permanently because the wind. Oh, yeah, because the Winchesters have um, they've cheated death too many times. And this Reaper, Billy, she feels that things that die should stay dead. You know, that's valid. OK, mm-hmm. like, OK, Billy, I get that. You're in the right here. And so Billy is literally Kravitz in Adventure Zone. Like, you guys died too many times. I can't do this anymore. Knock it off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't keep doing this. You are supposed to be dead like a dozen times over. So what they end up doing is they finally get out of the prison, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole, the whole episode is them like tromping through the forest, trying to escape all of these like super high trained military people, blah, blah. And Cass and their mother, Mary, because their mother, Mary, was also brought back to life because... God, I have feelings about that, but continue. Yeah. At the end of season 11, God's sister... (laughs) Christ, Dragon Ball Z syndrome. God's sister, Amara, decided as a thank you to bring Mary back from the dead. She's been dead for 33 years. And honestly... I think it's so sweet. She actually bonded with Cass pretty quickly because they both kind of relate to kind of being like fish out of water. Like Cass had a major adjustment to being on Earth and Mary hasn't been on Earth for 33 years. Like this Earth was not meant for either of them. And they kind of bond over that. And it's very sweet. That's so fucking cute. It is. Dean's boyfriend just gets along with his mom (laughs) immediately. I mean, let me get my complex Dean's mom feeling. What's her name? Mary Winchester feelings. Because, like, I've wanted Mary Winchester to come back for a very long time. So when I heard... I had, like, just left the fandom sort of around when that happened. And I was like, shit! I wanted that really bad, but like I wasn't willing to watch because I knew I'd be pissed off. And like I'm sure they didn't do it justice, but like oh god, I really wanted to see Mary Winchester come back to life just because Dina's Dina's such a mommy's boy. I oh, it's yeah. so cute though. He loves his mom so much. Yeah, I will never get over it. He is such a fucking soft boy. <laughs> they they did a pretty decent job because. They didn't just blow it off as it as if it was nothing. It was a huge adjustment for her, and she wasn't coping well. Like, yeah, poor Mary. But anyways, so Cass calls her up. Like, okay, uh, we have to go to this location and find Sam and Dean. I need your help. Blah blah blah. So they show up, and then it's midnight, and Billy appears. Like, hey, you guys can't get out of this one. We um, made this deal. We bound it in blood. So if you break this deal, there'll be um, cosmic consequences. And of course, the brothers, each one of them is about to sacrifice himself. And then Mary puts a gun to her head like, I don't even belong here. She just said a Winchester. She's already oh. tried to bring me back to like the afterlife or whatever. So I may as well just die. And so... God, this bitch, fuck it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, fuck it up, Mary. Okay. But... For real. And so before she can do that, she is about to blow her fucking brains out. I'm pretty sure it was a gun. I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. Either that or she's going to stab herself through the heart. Something dramatic, you know? Eh, it's something like that. It's, it's always something like that. So while the three of the Winchesters are bickering, Castiel comes up behind Billy and kills her. <laughs> <gasps> 
which objectively speaking was probably not a great choice but it's also like how dare y'all judge him when you guys made the bad choice to begin with anyways yeah Uh, oh man (laughs) so he kills billy and there is some tension after that because dean is pissed Mm-hmm. He's like, why would you do that? We don't know what kind of consequences there's going to be. And like, eventually it's addressed. And he's like, I'm scared. I don't, we don't know what's going to happen. I appreciate what you did, but cosmic consequences, that's huge. And we already have so much shit falling down around us all the time. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe you yeah. should not have agreed to let one of the three of you die. Like, you shouldn't be making these shitty deals in the first place. They keep doing that over and over and over. Yeah. And also, like, really worked out for Dean in the end, huh? In the finale, just... Oh, boy. He, like, fucking Cass dies for everybody's sins. And then Dean is like, <laughs> well, I'm going to impale myself two weeks later. Oh, my God. Like, great job. Cool. Can oh you imagine? Can you fucking imagine somebody dies for you and you're like... You uh, die in a stupid way, like, two weeks later. I'd be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, like, another reason why the finale is just, like, so god-awful. Because, like, Dean didn't fucking deserve that like people pointed out that 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 his death is more barrier your gaze than Cass's because he just he just dies he kind of just let he like sam is like let me call an ambulance i can get help and this can happen and dean's like no 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 just let this happen it's like mm, it's a lot it's a lot yeah but yeah so essentially that was that's kind of like the reason why there's a lot of tension there and like that was kind of when i realized oh Dean is just very hurt and very scared right now. He's lashing out at everybody, and he has been for the yeah. last three seasons. Like, uh, I'm like, oh, hmm. shit, that's it. Especially because he's always so willing and ready to sacrifice himself, right? Yeah. All of them are. It's, like, kind of their thing. Like, you know that, that meme where it's just like, no, and one of them's jumping for the bullet, and the other one's, like, folding yes! themselves around it. <laughs> that's the Winchester Absolutely. family. That's the whole team free will family. Yeah, it, re- it really is. It really is. Like they may not they may not all be Winchesters in name, but that's a Winchester trait right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> like so that's kind of like where it all hit me, especially because what ends up happening is after a couple of episodes of her being back, Mary's like, "Look, I got to handle this by myself." And she kind of takes off and the boys don't really hear from her a whole lot. Like, she checks in with them every once in a while, but she's not with them all the time. Because she's, you no, know, she's trying to cope and learn how to be Mary and, like, live in this world before yeah. she can try to figure out how she fits into this family. When the last time yeah. she saw these people, one of them, both of them were probably still in diapers. I don't know how long kids are in diapers. Maybe not four years old. But like, <laughs> I think Dean was, like, ten-ish. No, no, no. Dean was four when she died. I don't think he was in diapers by then. No, I don't think he was in diapers, no. But like <laughs> Sam definitely Sam though. was in diapers and the other one was four, you know? How do you fit back into a family that you haven't seen in 30 years, you know? And in one of the episodes, it was really obvious because they were trying to figure out what was causing all of these people to um, die. And Dean was insistent that it was this um, child protective service worker because he was like, she's a witch. I know it because she has this. She had like a candle that had a pentagram on it, and she, she was like, yeah, good vibes. He's like, she's a witch. I know it. But I think oh the real reason he was so insistent is because she said, well, you make a lot of enemies when sometimes what's best for a family is splitting them up. I think that hit him a little bit too close to home, and Ooh. he got mad. Oh man! And he just was. Uh. He's like, nope, she's evil. <laughs> you know. I love that analysis. <laughs> like, no, that's exactly what happened. Like, and I was like, Dean, I'm so pissed at you for this because you're about he was he was going to murder her. He was on his way to kill her, and in the conversation, like he was just like making small talk, trying to find his like in to like attack her. When he's like, so do you like your new job? Because the the first person who died, she replaced them, and she got her job. And he's like, that's her motivation. She wanted the job. She wanted to move up the corporate ladder. Okay, let's go. I'll kill her. And then she's like, oh, no, I hate this job. Nobody wants this job. This is a terrible job. (laughs) And he's like, wait, what? (laughs) 
He's like, oh shit, maybe, maybe she isn't a witch. Maybe this wasn't her doing. And he actually calms down, thinks about it, and talks to her and figures out her his motivation that he had for her it makes no sense, actually. Mm-hmm. So that's that's when I was like, shit, Dean is still still just a very, very loving being. He's just so yeah. hurt and scared that he's just lashing out at anything and everything around him. And I'm like, yeah. I can't blame him because you get, he just keeps getting kicked so much. Yeah. God, now you're making me excited to watch later seasons. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was the thing I liked about Steven Universe was I really want to see, like, the virtuous dead mom mm-hmm. re-examined and, you know, because, like, Steven Universe, like, for the first season or two, it's like, oh, your mom was the best and she was so loving and she loved everybody and she just wanted the best and that, and then you kind of learn, eh, she was kind of an asshole and, like, <laughs> I don't know what my opinions about her is, like, I think she's interesting, I will leave it at that, mm-hmm. but... I really love that for Mary Winchester. Like, Dean clearly has built her up so much in her mind and mm-hmm. Sam barely remembers her. And it truly is just like dead mom syndrome. Just like your mom would have wanted better for your your mom is was such a good person and blah, blah, blah. And just like bring her back and her just like having her own problems and difficulties. Just, oh, that's the shit I fucking live for. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it because it was actually pretty funny because this is one of the one of the scenes where you kind of see like Dean's perception of his mom shatter a little bit because yeah like she comes in and she she like brings them all food and they all sit around like the, the table and they eat I don't remember exactly what it was but like Dean's like oh thank you for the food she's like well I didn't do anything I just ran out to to get some fast food for you guys because like <laughs> it, it was fast food it was very obvious that it was, mm-hmm. it was she brought it she did not make it and then like in the conversation she's like oh yeah no i don't cook i've never cooked he's like what what about those pies <laughs> she's like those are oh store-bought honey <gasps> oh my god that's good writing <laughs> what the fuck good writing from season 12 excuse me <laughs> yeah that is also rocking my own world right now yeah like oh no i didn't cook i'm like it makes sense because she was a hunter. She yeah. She probably is pretty similar to the boys. Like, oh no, I don't have time to learn how to cook like large meals for myself. I'm always moving around, living at a hotel rooms. Oh my god, I kind of wish that it meant that. I mean, granted, this is a John Win- Winchester hate space, <laughs> but it would be kind of more interesting if they if like John knew how to cook and did slightly more providing before you know shit happened honestly granted i will i will acknowledge that john was probably a much much better person before mary died oh yeah absolutely he was probably just fine he was probably okay Actually, we were watching that episode where Dean goes back in time. It's like, he seemed a little homophobic. <laughs> I'm sure he would have learned eventually, but mm, I, don't, eh. I was actually, oh my God, I think I think I told you about this because I was losing my mind about it, thinking about how different Dean would be if he, like, let's say the apocalypse is not necessarily inevitable and they, they just like had a regular life and the world was normal. If he was mm-hmm. raised by both of his parents in like oh a stable God. like family environment, not constantly bopping around the country, like most of his personality, like yeah, would be different. We wouldn't stand. We wouldn't stand nearly as much. <laughs> He'd probably still have like the same general like generic traits, but they would be constructed in such a different way. He would likely not be quite as obsessed with pie as he is, because the reason the reason he loves pie so much is that's his I don't know if it's his only, but it's his fondest memory of his mother. She died when yeah. he was four. He remembers being happy and eating pie with her. That's why it's his comfort food. Like, oof, that hurts, but he probably would not be obsessed with pie if <laughs> If her, his mom didn't die, fast road food in general, like his half his personality is a ha ha ha. I'm a pig and I'll eat anything that's greasy and blah blah blah. Well, also likely because yeah. of his upbringing and the fact that they were constantly on the move and that's all that they ate. Whereas Sam, he went off to college and just like my sister, <laughs> she went to college. She's like, hey, maybe I should eat a salad every once in a while. 
God, we haven't fucking talked about Sam at all. We were just like, hey. <laughs> I meant to we okay we need to talk about sam for at least two minutes we're government required Our government required sam time okay one thing one thing that i he they sam <laughs> i love them so much but oh yeah. god i can't i like, can't I, like i, I want to make it clear to the listeners that i i actually like fucking love that sam is he they that is i love that i fucking love that i wish we had found out any other way instead of some jk rolling ass by the way he's he they tweet like shut the fuck up jared padalecki shut up shut up this is not what's important right now (laughs) look i also enjoy it but it's also like why can nobody like you're Mm -hmm. you're just you're missing you're missing it at every given opportunity They can't, yeah. like, you know, like, the opposite of they can't miss. Like, you can do nothing but miss. It's like the, the <laughs> video of Griffin Mackerel, you're like, Kobe, like, playing, like, the Literally, world. I was just thinking that. Oh, my God, we are right now. fucking, we're, like, brothers only closer. <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe that's the example we both went to. What the- <laughs> Buckets. <laughs> that's what this whole week has been. It really is. doing nothing but, like, it's just. Ugh, it's just like bouncing yeah. off the rim. It's oh god, I'm losing my mind. I'm I becoming know, right? incoherent again. <laughs> but like Misha Collins tweeted like an article about rancid nuts and went to tell when they're stale. He's like, hmm, there's some really salient points in here. It's like, what dare you? What do you mean? The holiday seasons are coming up, and he wants to make sure nobody is eating any rancid nuts. He's looking out for us. Thank you, Mr. Collins. Like, I'm truly trying not to be a goddamn supernatural conspiracy theorist, but, like, you fucking ended your 12-year job, and the first thing you tweet is, like, these nuts are bad. What does it mean? What does it mean, Misha? What does it mean? (laughs) I hate us. Okay, 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 Sam time again. Okay. (laughs) Maybe every episode I should be like, okay, let's have our two-minute Sam session. Because we only, I only ever talk about Dean and Sam. I just forget that Sam exists. I feel so bad. I love him too. Uh, like, look, we also love Sam, but there's a lot that's been going on with Dean and Cass these last couple of weeks. Yeah, we, I've, I think we've already talked about. Oh no, we haven't. At least not on this podcast. Um, you probably talked about it with Meg, though. How upsetting it, Sam's ending was as well. Yeah. It wasn't quite as upsetting because, like, yeah, I I want him to grow old and have a family, but, like, the least you could do is, like, confirm who's the mother of his child. Like, you said it. Yeah. You said it up that it would be Eileen. Like, why? You just Photoshop her face in. Like, I literally don't even know who the fuck Eileen is, and I'm still like, what the fuck? Even the heteros lost this one. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, even the straight people can't win. I think yeah. I think the biggest sin that was committed was the heavy implication that his son is a hunter. That's so much. Like, okay, in the last episode, I really went down a rabbit hole, but like, like any other show would be like, is the son a hunter or not? But in this show specifically, Sam is a character in fiction. Does the son know that he's a character? <laughs> Does the son know about Dean's character? Does the son know that Dean might be bisexual? Does he know about Cass? Does he know about Bobby? Does he? What does he know? <laughs> it's insane. Like, I don't even know who to compare it to. It's like being the son of fucking Harry Potter, but in the re- <laughs> in, in our universe. It's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. No, I I think we, we kind of talked about it a little bit, and I did hear you and Meg talking about it, too. <laughs> it's, it is a lot. It is definitely a a lot to digest that this is a thing that Dean the second may be aware of. Like, I sure hope that he isn't though. Like, I, I mean, pray to yeah. God this poor child does not know, much less has never read the books. God, can you imagine though? Yeah. You're reading through these books and you just you get to <laughs> you get to see all of the dumb shit your dad and his stupid brother have done hey dad why did my uncle have a crush on a poodle that's really weird can you explain this like hey dad were you like drinking this demon's blood and fucking her what the hell (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god. Are we going to talk about this? I'm not actually going to like accept any criticism from you about my life choices now. Yeah. Did the like the meta commentary go into the Is there just a fucking I don't know, like a you know when you put two mirrors like next to each other and they mm-hmm. just like cascade? <laughs> is there like that shit in the supernatural universe where Chuck wrote about the brothers going into the TV show about their own oh lives, but he wrote it. T- how does how deep does this shit go? I need to know. Oh my god, <laughs> layers upon layers upon layers of fiction, Christ! And then one day they wake up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I don't know how the books are written, like in what perspective, but I like the idea that the books are written kind of in like shifting third person perspective, because I think it would be very sweet if he did get to read, like, I'm just a hopeless romantic, and I would like Mm -hmm. the idea of the scene where um, Sam meets his mother being written down and he reads it and he gets to like, I don't know, I just think it's cute. I I love yeah. listen, I love reading somebody falling in love from their own perspective. It's just so sweet. I just think that it would be very, very cute if you be like, Oh, this is where you met my mom and this is how she Aww. kicked your ass and that's when you fell in love with her. Okay. How you met my mother. <laughs> Supernatural edition. Like, I think that would be sweet. I just also something I did yeah. want to follow up <laughs> a, another follow up from last season. So we talked about the men of letters a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. They do get explored more in season twelve, fortunately. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, is it good? It, is it like good though? No, sorry. <laughs> I, I do hate to burst yeah, your bubbles. There. I figured. Um, I mean, I think that's another kind of reason. I, I kind of felt like the men of letters would just be following the um, legacy of like making something cool, like a world full of supernatural creatures, into a bureaucracy. That's why I feel like it was going into mm-hmm. am i correct i mean kind of it's just the men of letters are separate from hunters and basically what what happens is there is i don't know if there's other chapters but the only chapter that i've learned of so far is the uk chapter and what they do is they more or less have the uk on lockdown they have mm-hmm. managed to get rid of all of the supernatural creatures that are in the uk and they've warded it to fuck so that if any new ones enter, they're immediately located. And then what they do is they contact hunters and they tell the hunter to go get them. Huh. So, I mean, they got their shit in order. I'll give them that. And basically, yeah. <laughs> they've been following the shenanigans <laughs> that the Winchesters have been gotten up to. So after, like, yeah. what, 12 years of the Winchester saga, they're like, I, mm-hmm. we probably need to intervene. Like, okay, now? <laughs> now? They've thwarted I the apocalypse, do- like, four times? <laughs> I do love that the UK chapter is, like, still going, and the American chapter is just a fucking mess and destroyed itself. Yeah, like, it's completely defunct in the US, but... Uh, <laughs> good. Good. But, so, I guess their goal is to kind of do to um, the US what they've done with the UK, and honestly... It's not going to work just because of the way that A, the hunters in the U.S. work, but B, the U.S. is like, what, how many times bigger than the U.K.? You, is uh, Five. I don't know. I mean, let's, say five. let's go with five. You're not going to be able to, you know, and also, like, I don't I don't know anything about the government in the U.K., but the United States is essentially fi- 50 mini countries that none of them get along, but they've decided to just, like, wander in their one country. <laughs> like, you know, it's not yeah. it's not going to work. It's just too big to do that. Yeah. I think that's one really nice thing about hunter the hunter culture is, like, it's not government regulated. It's like a community <laughs> socialist project. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is a hunter. Oh, I hate you. I need to shut up. Yes, you do. You do. (laughs) But like, so that's essentially what they're trying to do. They're trying to organize it so that they know everything about about what supernatural entities there are out there, but they don't actually do the hunting. They just um, more or less dispatch the other hunters out to go take care of it. 
they're they are the bureaucracy side so mm. i mean a little bit a little disappointing but that was like the extent of the men of letters lore that has been expanded since we last talked also, I love watching it with Emma because whenever any of them say lore, which comes up pretty pretty frequently, we both just go, mm-hmm. oh, lore? <laughs> that's like one of my favorite. I saw <laughs> there was a post earlier that's like, uh, are we going to go meet some bitches? Bitches with lore? And that fucking got me so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I love, truly, I love anything with lore. I mean, that's why I fucking what I wanted from Supernatural is some fucking lore. And they're just like, we're, we're going to do the bare minimum to satisfy you. <laughs> There's so many things that I'm disappointed with. But I, one thing I will say is mm-hmm. after watching two seasons, I am finding my love for this show again. I'm like, oh, no, it's Aww. happening. It's happening. They're suckering me back in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same like I haven't even rewatched. I've only rewatched a little bit. Like we watched, we rewatched the uh, fourth season mm-hmm. from like Cas. I'm just season four, episode one is so fucking iconic and good. Jesus Christ, it really is. Oh, yeah, I just, I really wish. I know why it wasn't sustainable, but I really wish that they were able to. Um, keep angels badass or at least keep demons afraid of angels demons aren't scared of angels no more like why not god i overuse the word cosmic horror so much but there was like some good cosmic horror in the angels Mm -hmm. and like god the phantom picked up on that so well the phantom really knew what to do with fucking angels they just like oh my god fan was so talented just like true form shit (laughs) was just like creepy and weird and they would just do some crazy shit with oh my god in the uh recap for the finale they were like every episode is like a horror movie i'm like uh you guys i think i've maybe been scared of one episode but i don't even think that granted i'm very (laughs) desensitized to it but uh, especially in the later seasons it does not feel like a horror show in the slightest yeah it's been a while since i've rewatched the earlier seasons other than the um season four rewatch we did together but supernatural never scared me and i'm so easily scared yeah, yeah supernatural just really isn't scary they just like i think what makes supernatural very unscary is that it was in the 2000s which um in terms of horror was like a very torture porn era so it wasn't really about like kind of monster it wasn't really about monster scares and shit it was kind of just more i mean it was torture porn and torture porn i am not a huge fan of and the 2000s were very good with like cinematography in horror and kind of just like a lot of aspects of horror then were really bad they were over obsessed with cgi and trying to figure out how to use computers effectively and it was did not work for the most part and supernatural is definitely not the show to like figure that out on and now we're starting to go into kind of a horror movie renaissance with like you know the lighthouse midsummer mm-hmm. hereditary all that, like get out all that good sh- like it's all we're getting some really fucking good horror movies right now and i personally think we're gonna go into a cosmic mm-hmm. horror renaissance <laughs> yet again very very soon i think we are truly just edging into it because people are like accepting lovecraft's horrible legacy because he's a piece of shit and <laughs> we all hate him but also cosmic horror is some good fucking shit and oh can millennials especially connect with it really well and like computers are improving and i think personally i really want to see a movie or something that uses like computer ai to create something so like a monster that we literally as humans can't imagine but only a computer can create it you know like like you know that like computer ai like deep dreaming mm-hmm. like you know those pictures where like you look at it and like you can almost recognize things but you just can't mm-hmm. and like there's some gifs where like something is moving and the computer's trying to figure out what it is mm-hmm. while it's moving and it just creates these like weird black holes in it and it's just oh it's so freaky and good and i love it and i really want to see a horror movie like do that i want to see that so bad But Supernatural, coming back around, Mm -hmm. we've started getting good horror movies and good horror content while Supernatural is on the decline and is not as obsessed with being uh, a horror as much as it's much more obsessed with being a drama. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's kind of why Supernatural isn't that scary. Yeah. That is my thesis. Yeah. That's my entire essay. <laughs> no, it always felt like it was much more of a like action drama series than it was a horror series. It's more so yeah. about like the mystery unfolding each episode and like the kind of monster of the week episodes and then like trying to resolve all of the like hanging plots of like the overarching season the bad the big bad for the season and then trying to resolve whatever problems have come up between the characters during the season as well. It's always been much more about that, especially in the later seasons. In the earlier seasons, it was trying to be a little bit scarier. But like, other than like kind of jump scares, it never really got to me too bad. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, 2000s was very jump scare-ish. So <laughs> that's that's pretty much all you need to know about the 2000s. So. <laughs> yeah. Not entirely related, but it's in the same vein. <laughs> My latest unhinged media watching attempt is I'm going to be watching Naruto, but I am watching only the no! episode, only the episodes with Rock Lee. Oh, okay. That's valid. <laughs> I will watch only <laughs> and all of the episodes with Rock Lee. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only way, to, the only good way to watch it, I assume. <laughs> and I feel like from now on, this is just the way I'm going to consume media. I'm going to latch on to a person <laughs> or a thing and I'll be like, I'm going to disregard the entire plot and just just show up for this one character or just show up for bits where this happens. You know, I feel like that's <laughs> that's really how you curate your experience. Yeah, I think that might have slightly been why I got into Adventure Zone is like, okay, the thing about getting older in <laughs> fandom is that I'm kind of like, I read a really interesting article about like the fandom migration and people just like keep switching from like going from one fandom to another when they get tired of the last one just to like find a new thing to ship. And I should link the article in this uh, in the description because it's a really good article about race and fandom that is really important and I'm 100% guilty of. But the fandom migration thing is so fucking true because I think I kind of joined Adventure Zone and definitely a few other fandoms just to find out about the ship. An Adventure Zone example is Kravitz and Taco. Like, oh, cool. And then I stayed. I was like, this fucking thing is so good and i love it so much and i kind of forgot that the shipping even matter because mm -hmm. the rest of it is so fucking good and like i love that shit so much <laughs> i don't know what my thesis was just <laughs> i just love that that's the nice thing about just getting older mm -hmm. and being a little bit more selective is just like hearing a good thing and then going over and be like ah this is where i belong thank you for sharing with us with me and I actually think that's why this whole Destel thing is, like, so big, because, like, everybody fucking ships it. So many people fucking ship mm -hmm. it. Like, I saw a post about how this is kind of, like, the last great American queer bait, because Ooh. Supernatural is a long fucking show, and we're moving to streaming now, where, like, most shows are going to be, like, five seasons, six seasons mm -hmm. max, and we're becoming more, like, okay with LGBT queer people and letting them have happy endings and get together. And it's like, we're not going to get another thing like this. Like, the fact that this even happened at all is incredible. And we're not going to have another show that lasts this long and has the like biggest pairing be so beloved and also become canon also and be so like queer bait it's it's a lot like when you really think about it it's just like jesus christ it's it's like the ship that could it's the engine that could and just everybody was just like pushing this train over the hill basically <laughs> like i mean like shira like i love i fucking love shira oh my god but like eventually it's only gonna be like a few people left in the uh shira fandom things like star trek and supernatural and sherlock the ships and those are gonna have staying power mm -hmm. and the fact that one of them is basically canon and mm -hmm. and the spanish dub adds to that being genuinely canon is i think that's why it's such a big fucking deal because like even if the america at large doesn't fucking care about supernatural this is fucking massive when you really think about it 
like, I mean, I don't know. I'm a little bit biased because everybody in Washington mm-hmm. watches Supernatural. I <laughs> swear to God, all of us watch Supernatural. You you can't fucking swing a, uh, I don't know, a cult without shooting someone who watches Supernatural. Oh my God. But yeah, just like, we're not going to get this kind of like yearning and hoping they get together, but knowing they probably won't and just, and it's like such a complex relationship we're not really gonna get that anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly, I, I feel like that's probably a good thing, <laughs> hopefully. And so, yeah, true. <laughs> okay. Not to change gears too abruptly, but mm-hmm. the question that I have been dying to ask you Yes. What AU are you working on this week? What AU am I working on this week? Hmm. Do you have one? I have a couple bopping around in my head. One that just yeah. sprung into my my mind that I'm going to go with that one just because I love the concept. Blue Singer Dean AU. <gasps> oh, I love that. And like, oh my God. And like, there's that one singer who um, everybody theorizes like made a deal with the devil and then Dean actually did. And got to <gasps> like, oh, 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 it's an even all better one. comes around. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's so good. Like, he always had the talent, but he wants to get famous, and that's why he makes a deal with the devil. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, oh my I God. That. That's good shit. Oh, my God. Please write that. I kind of want us uh, to explore this a little bit more. What, what What are the other characters in this AU? Oh, my God. Um, like is, I want to say, like, like... Is Cassiel still an angel, or is he a regular human? Is he not even in it? The Sam is obviously going to be there. Like, why the fuck did you sell your soul? Like, yeah. I would well, want to say like Cass is like a groupie or like the like kind of like the drums like kind of a more low key mm-hmm. instrument that Dean oh, oh I'm thinking <gasps> oh my god okay wait no like star-crossed lovers like he knows he's gonna die soon so should he <laughs> should he start a should he start a relationship because this guy doesn't know that he's gonna be dragged to hell in ten years God. This is going to be the Big Bang fan pick of next year on God. Let's make it happen. Oh, my God. Anyways, what I did want to say, I'm so sorry. I know that you're going to get to your AU, but I did want to finish it up by saying, if you have not seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? There's a good part. It was just, there's so many good just throwaway lines in that movie. It's so funny. I'm just constantly Mm -hmm. saying them like, or nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about because nobody already just seen that movie for no reason. It's like, uh, anyways, it's not <laughs> like it's an older. It's not a super old movie. I'll ask. Okay, sorry. I can also just ask my dad, and he'll fucking watch it at the drop of a hat. Absolutely. Okay, but what I was trying to get to was there is a point where they they picked up somebody who was at a crossroads, and they're like, "What were you doing out here?" He's like, "Oh, I sold my soul to the devil so that I could learn how to play guitar." And then oh one gosh. of the characters was like, oh, son, for that you sold your everlasting soul? And then he just says, well, it's not like I was using it. <laughs> just, oh, my God. The okay. The most iconic yeah. line I've ever heard, and that's definitely going to be a quote. Like, if we ever write this, is yeah. going, that is what Dean says about his soul. <laughs> Oh my god, let's absolutely do that. That sounds so good. If any listeners want to help us write it, fucking absolutely. Hell yeah. My AU is actually something I really want to read because I saw this really funny post about, um, if I remember correctly, it's like (laughs) Jimmy Novak (laughs) finding out that that fruit that Cass really liked went to heaven. And then it's like that uh, gif of, what's his name? Hugh Dancy? I don't remember. The guy who... Oh, what's his name? He plays uh, Darcy in the British Bride of Prejudice. I don't know why that. <laughs> He's in Kingsman. Which what's his name? Is it, Col- is it Hugh Dancy? Colin Firth? Colin Firth? Colin Firth. Colin Sorry, Firth. There's, it's a lot of British people. Colin, okay? You forgot who Colin They're Firth all the is? Same. All British people are the same. Don't you take that okay. back about Colin Firth. I'm sorry. I love him too. I remember that he's in the original, in the Brit, in the British TV series, Pride of Prejudice. I love him a lot. Saying. I'm so mad at you right now. I can't remember anybody. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. And then there's that gif of Colin Firth in Mamma Mia being like, I'll be there. And then he dances and... I, I really want the AU where Jimmy Novak welcomes Cass into heaven. It's just like, God fucking 
finally, bro. But also, like, yelling at him and pissed at him. But also, like, God, I'm so happy you're in love. Because in my mind, Jimmy Novak is a good Christian. One of the very few good Christians. Oh, my God. Otherwise, the angels wouldn't have come to him. On God, that is the hill I'm going to die on. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate you so much. There's good Christians who are not homophobic. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's my AU. <laughs> okay. You can uh find us at Hell Ain't Podcast on Twitter, Hell Ain't Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook. I'm Dupless on Tumblr, Dupless27 on Twitter, Dupless everywhere. Bo, do you have anything you want to plug or do you just want to be a mystery? Again, please don't look for me. I do not want to be found. <laughs> 100% valid. Um, leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We're actually on iTunes now. It's not just Podbean. Fuck yeah. I'm so exci- I like freaked out a little bit when I saw, when I like Googled my own podcast on Pocket Cast. Oh my God, it's so exciting. <laughs> awesome. Um, moving on up. Yeah. And as usual, Misha Collins, please come on the podcast. Bring Jensen Ackles or at least take his phone and show me the original unedited cut of the confession scene, please. I need it for science. Have a good day, everybody, and carry on, my wayward kids. That's the theme song.